Welcome back to Never Ending Stories bonus episode this week. Not about Bob Dylan, but about a contemporary Bob Dylan, we could say, right? Yeah. Uh, if I may if I may quote Bob Dylan, it's about them British bad boys. Them British bad boys, that's right. <laughs> exactly. The Rolling Stones. Folks, they're back. Um, <laughs> one of one of the facets of Bob Dylan himself, one of his multitudes, is what we're focusing in on because he is just like them. He know? is just like them. That's right. Uh, and you know, in a way, he, in a way, uh, what we're here to talk about, uh, Hackney Diamonds, the Rolling Stones' latest release from 2023. In a way, this is their uh, rough and rowdy ways. In other ways, it is not their rough and rowdy ways. But it uh, it bears it bears it's worth remarking on nonetheless. Um, do we have Stephen? You wrote a, a big beautiful column about this, actually ranking this against every quote unquote late era Rolling Stones record that has come out, which you define as post Tattoo You, right? Yeah, and I feel like that's the common way to define late period Rolling Stones, even though in terms of the calendar, it doesn't make a lot of sense because in the Rolling Stones career. Late period Rolling Stones covers like 40 years of time. And it seems very strange, but it's only, you know, like seven albums. So in the discography, it makes sense. But in the space-time continuum, it doesn't make sense. But, you know, not many things make sense when you talk about the Rolling Stones. So it, it, it all makes sense in the end, I think. How do you account for, how, or how do we account for a band like the Rolling Stones who, as you just said, 40, you know, 40 years, right? 42 years, I guess, because I think Tattoo You was 81. Um, 81. That's the, yeah, that's their late period, late era, whatever you want to call it. And yet they've only put out the seven records in that entire range versus someone like Bob, someone like Neil Young, someone like Paul McCartney, someone like Van Moores, you know, these other artists who have just, uh, you know, <laughs> they've gone through their ups and their downs, their highs and their lows. But the one thing that has been consistent with all of them is just a ceaseless kind of churn towards new frontiers, new music, new discoveries, whether or not you dig it. The Rolling Stones, that is not, that hasn't been their way. Well, yeah, I mean, I th- I think with the Stones, I mean, well, you know, we're talking about like original albums. So like this record that came out recently hackney diamonds it's their first album of original material in 18 years they did put out a record in 2016 called blue and lonesome so like black and blue it was blue and lonesome blue and lonesome <laughs> called blue yeah. and lonesome where it's uh them doing a album of blues covers and i have to say like in terms of the best sounding Stones record, like that, I feel like that record is totally slept on. I don't know if we want to talk about Blue and Lonesome in this episode. I, damn, we, I, but, I feel like I should have listened to it actually now. Because Blue is it and like Lonesome, their triplicate? in a way, it is because okay, so it's a record that they made in 2016, recorded in three days. Uh, it sounds like a White Stripes record. They're doing all these blues covers, but it's like the Rolling Stones in a room just playing together and having like a real sort of like this is who we are this is mm-hmm. like the alchemy that we have as a band it it feels extra special in retrospect because charlie uh, it, it, uh, yeah charlie watts is with the band it it really feels like kind of like an old st- old school rolling stones record i mean it was designed to be overlooked in 2016 it came out in december of 2016 
right after Trump was elected. There was no way anyone was going to connect this record to the zeitgeist. You know, it was too late for it to be included on any year-end list. So it was very easy to be overlooked. Uh, And I feel like it's a record that is overlooked when people are even talking about Hackney Diamonds, which we're going to get into it. I There's a lot of things I like about this record. There's some things I don't like about it, but... One of the big narratives with this album is that it's like the best Stones album in a really long time. And I feel like in that discussion, people are actually giving short shrift to some of the other late period Stones records that have come out in the last 40 years. I mean, look, this is like a very Jokerman mindset approach, I think, to the Stones catalog. It is. Mm-hmm. Because this is a... This is a uh, a, a part of their career that like people don't really take seriously. I think there's actually like some really good records from this period. Um, and I feel like maybe this is something we can explore in future episodes of this podcast. I would love to dive into say undercover yes. for instance, which is like an insane album. I think you guys would love to dive. Into I, that. I did listen to it a bit after you mentioned that you really liked it. And, and I, uh, I can see why. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Voodoo Lounge, which I think is like a really good record that I have affection for that for nostalgic reasons. But I think songwriting wise, that's a really strong record. Uh, but I don't know. I We don't want to get too unfocused in this episode. I Maybe we just want to focus on Hackney Diamonds. I do think, though, that in terms of like the media narrative with this album, people talking about it like, oh, the Stones haven't made a good record since 1981. I don't think that's true. Uh but I think this record's good. I do think that in comparison to some other things that they've done, it's not as good as other records that they've made. Even like going back again to Blue Lonesome. Like, if we're, if we're going to make a criticism of this new album, and again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, the production of this new album, there's some criticisms you could make of it. <laughs> and, straight out of mm-hmm. 2005. <laughs> yes. Well, no, not even, two, but like even I like 2005. Even 2005, like, because that was the last studio record by the Stones. That was, like, all original material. That record was more raw-sounding than this one. Yeah. This is, like, a very polished record. Glossy as hell. my My friend Ian Cohen made the observation that, like, let's forget that the Stones made this album. Let's pretend that, like, Monoskin made this album. Or some, like, other, like, <laughs> new... Like rock band from like like Europe, like the next big like oh this band's gonna rescue rock. Like mm-hmm. if they made this record because it kind of has that sound to it. Like how would you think of it? Um, and I think that's like a good way to think of this album because it feels like oh we're gonna imagine that the Stones are like Greta Van Fleet or something. Right. Well, with for, this record for me it felt a little bit like it's the Stones imagining that they are Greta Van Fleet. It's like um, the Stones just being young, like being like we're gonna make a, a record that sounds like those other younger, like it's like an Ouroboros of like rock music, in that it's kind of sounding like this music that's trying to sound like them, but they are still themselves. So they they're saved from the worst of what that can be like. They, they end up, I think, being redeemed on a lot of points throughout the record because of the context and of who they they are i think it's a really remarkable record um uh because of how unremarkable 
it is like the the story of so many of these late 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 era you know acts that are putting records out like i said you know like we talked about at the beginning rough and rowdy ways being the foremost example perhaps is that like we're here at the very very end you know the 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 last uh, the last glimpses of light before the sun sets for good and you know these artists are on their way out obviously charlie watts just passed what a couple months ago right or this time last year or something like that um and uh you know so it's really just it's mick and keith and ron wood are uh you know really the the core of the band at this point so you might expect especially them coming this coming back at this point you know after so many years since an originals record and then you know even seven years i guess since uh blue and lonesome um you might expect the rolling stones return to be like man this is they're reckoning with mortality here they are at their end of the day like this is the last time we're ever going to hear new music from the rolling stones one of the just titanic acts of you know the 20th century uh, so they're really they're really going to put across something extraordinary and and Keith and Mick are going to dig out their souls and give us give us everything they got uh, and in large part, this is just kind of like a pretty short and fun and pleasant record full of like pretty short and fun and pleasant rock songs that don't do anything um, uh, that's really out of the ordinary or unexpected to me. Uh, and that's that's what I really love about it, because I feel like that's a that's kind of a left hand turn on its own, like like shedding the shedding the weight and the, the sense of context that a, a release like this would seem to. Like, like it would have to come with, like, they just say, fuck it, we're just going to make a nice rock record with some nice rock songs, and you don't need to, like, you don't need to, to think about it or contextualize it beyond that. 